Chapter 22 Tracking the Vikings through the northwest mountains of Dalriada was akin to tracking game for Kenneth. Yet for this hunt, the stakes were higher, much higher. Kenneth had left his hidden overlook and had now tracked his enemy for some distance, cloaking himself along the forested ridgeline and following the Vikings' movement through the valley. At nightfall the Vikings stopped. When they broke for camp, Kenneth dismounted his horse and hid the animal deep in the high timbers. He left behind his water and sword and carried only his knife, tucked in his belt. Checking it twice, he made certain it was secure. A steep, but traversable slope separated Kenneth above from the Vikings below. Lumbering pines and small scrub trees dotted the sloped hillside. Without a sound, Kenneth scampered beneath the dim moonlight until finding a location where he could survey his enemy. His lookout was a large evergreen amid a patch of aspen trees midway down the hill. Satisfied it was safe, he crawled below the evergreen's low sprawling branches and shoved aside a host of fallen pine cones. Then he lowered to a position on his belly and watched the camp move busily below. From what he could see, the Vikings had posted three guards at the camp's perimeter, one to the east, one to the south, and one to the west. To the north, the camp was bordered by a river. The rope-bound Scots and the two carts loaded with captives were clumped together in the center of the camp and encircled by Vikings. With the darkness and distance, Kenneth couldn't distinguish his brother and sister from the others. Hours passed before the campfires slowly died and the muttering of men faded. Kenneth lay watching, waiting in silence with only the dull rush of the river sounding under the dark sky. The night grew long before the Vikings had fully retreated to their slumber. Though Kenneth had no set time and no set plan, he felt the urge to move. He prayed for strength. Then he wedged his fingers in the dirt below the tree branches and pulled himself forward. Carefully, he crawled from the protection of the evergreen. Once removed from its cover, he remained prostrate in the grass with the moon's light shining down on him. He waited and surveyed the camp below to see if he'd been detected. No one stirred. He crawled again. Over and over, Kenneth pulled himself forward in the knee-high grass, inching toward the guard at the south edge of the camp. He stopped thirty feet from the guard, and again he waited. Kenneth quietly lifted his head to see above the grass. The south guard remained seated on a stone, illuminated by the moon while facing the hill behind Kenneth. From what Kenneth could see, the guard didn't appear to be looking at him, but Kenneth knew he'd be spotted if he moved too abruptly. He needed a distraction. Maybe the guard will relieve himself, or better, maybe he'll fall asleep, he thought. Lying in the grass, Kenneth surveyed his surroundings. The Viking horses were spread across the camp, three or four tied to one tree or another. He needed a plan. He would need to free Aiden and Nessa, and somehow he would need to get a horse. Then Kenneth wondered if Aiden would even be able to ride. The night pressed on. Kenneth's legs and back began to stiffen. He kept an eye on the moon, measuring his time before the sun would return. He couldn't be caught lying in the grass when the night ended, he'd be dead for sure if he didn't get back to the woods before dawn. Kenneth buried his face in the ground. He thought of Aidan and his awful burns. Then he recalled Nessa, envisioning her along the path, staring up at him and pleading to him, pleading for him. Kenneth hated the Vikings. A rustle stirred in the grass ahead. Kenneth eased his forehead off the ground and listened. Footsteps. Faint at first, then closer. Kenneth lifted his eyes, yet dared not lift his head. The grass was too tall to see over and too thick to see through. 
the steps drew nearer. And then they stopped. Kenneth's heart pounded in this chest. He breathed slowly in and out of his mouth, fearful of making a sound. Silence. A chill ran over his body. Would they come closer? Stillness. Eternity passed before he heard the footsteps again. This time the steps grew more and more faint. Kenneth mustered his courage and peeked above the grass. The guard was returning to his stone, no, he was passing it. Kenneth lifted his head higher. This was it? It was the moment Kenneth was waiting for. The guard passed the stone and disappeared into the darkness of the camp. Kenneth pulled his feet beneath him and crouched in the grass. Keeping low, he moved toward the camp. Once past the guard's stone seat, he hid behind a wide clump of yews. Quietly, he ducked and peeked between the shrub's branches. A new guard was coming. The man ambled from the camp and walked past the yews. Kenneth turned, watching the man as he passed. The guard headed to the seat and plopped down on the stone. He sat as the other guard had sat, facing the hill. Twenty feet away, Kenneth stared at the backside of the guard. Not long after the guard took his perch, his head slumped downward and then suddenly popped up. Kenneth watched the guard battle against Slumber's seduction. The battle was short-lived. Not many moments passed before the man's head went down in surrender. Kenneth's pulse accelerated. He wanted the man dead, he wanted the man to sleep forever. Kenneth's hand dropped to his waist in search of his knife. His fingers found its handle, and he removed the blade from his belt. He stepped from the ewes and eased toward the guard. His heart raced. His blood pumped. His flesh pounded. He had killed men in Renton, but that was in defense, they were attacking him. This would be different. It would be calculated and purposed. It would set things in motion from which Kenneth could never turn back. The Vikings would know he was near, either in hours or in minutes, but they would know. Kenneth moved closer. The guard's head bobbed and then rested. He remained a prisoner of sleep on his lonely stone. Kenneth slid behind the man. He drew a silent breath. With his left hand hovering beside the man's mouth and his right hand holding the knife to the man's throat, Kenneth executed his cut with precision. The guard gasped for breath, but his covered mouth and open throat robbed him of any ability to breathe. The man twitched and fidgeted, and then stilled. Kenneth held tight for a long moment and then lowered the guard's body to the ground. Kenneth glanced left, then right. The two remaining guards sat uncaringly in the distance, neither seeming to notice the commotion. In silence, he stepped away from the dead man and moved into the camp. He crept toward the carts like a fox in the night, sliding from shadow to shadow between the streaks of moonlight that splintered down through the tree limbs above. Kenneth skirted past a mass of sleeping men, wishing he could call down fire from heaven to kill them all where they slept. Moving past them one by one, he reached the carts. The two carts sat fifteen feet apart with a dozen bound captives lying between them. Kenneth gazed over the prisoners, recognizing the villagers of Renton, fellow Scots that he had known his entire life. He wondered how he could possibly free them all. He shook his head, as if to clear a fog that clouded his mind. Freeing them all would only bring their demise, and likely his. They would never make it out of the camp alive. He needed to free Aidan, or his brother would likely die. Without warning, a horse snorted. Kenneth froze and peered back at the Vikings. A few stirred in their sleep, 
It was then that Kenneth abandoned any thought of freeing the others. Kenneth stepped lightly, passing by three captives before he found his sister. Lying beside her was Aidan. He was asleep, but his breathing was labored and husky. Kenneth knelt beside his brother and studied his face. His burns were severe on one cheek, but the other appeared uninjured. Guilt swept in. If only I would have stayed home with you, this would have never happened, what misery did you suffer to stay alive? Kenneth turned to Nessa. He grabbed her shoulder and shook her softly. Nessa, he whispered. Nessa stirred? Nessa, he whispered again. Nessa's eyes slowly opened. When she realized it was Kenneth she lunged toward him, hardly able to hug him with her rope-bound hands. She pulled back and gaped at his face. How did you get here? How did you find us? She whispered, excited and scared. Kenneth held a finger to his mouth, wanting her to remain quiet. He drew his knife and cut her ropes, then he pointed to Aidan, we need to get him out of here. Where's mother? Nessa looked at Kenneth, surprised. Kenneth, she's not with us. They left her behind, in Renton. She's all right. Yes, Nessa whispered. Thank God, Kenneth said. She wasn't there when I returned. She must be with Siana. Kenneth glanced at Aidan, he looks bad, father and the others should be close behind, but we need to take Aidan now. Wake him up? Nessa nodded, and she reached to wake her brother. Kenneth sliced the ropes binding Aidan's hands and feet. He returned to Aidan's side, leaned over him, and whispered, Aidan? Kenneth never saw the Viking looming behind him. He never saw the large axe. The blade shimmered in the moonlight as the man lifted it high. Ah! Kenneth heard a sudden groan. He startled and swiveled. The Viking stumbled. A kick to his calf had caused him to teeter. A second kick struck the Viking's knee, twisting his leg awkwardly and throwing him off balance. The Viking tumbled toward Kenneth. Kenneth caught the man and spun him to his back, then pinned him to the ground. He pressed his knee into the man's throat and drove his knife twice into his chest. Kenneth's eyes lifted, and he locked stairs with the Scot who had delivered the blows to the Viking. It was Gavin. He was sitting up, legs extended, and nodding in approval. Kenneth scanned the darkness for more Vikings. Everything was silent except the ambient chortling of the passing river. He gazed back at Gavin under the dim moonlight and then crawled to him. My father is coming with men, Kenneth whispered. I have to take my brother away from here. I can't take you, but we'll come back soon for you and the others. Gavin's countenance displayed more than a small measure of grief. He glanced at his fellow captives and then at Aidan before peering back at Kenneth. Take him, but please, come back for us. I will, Kenneth vowed, then he reached out his arm and clasped Gavin's. Thank you. I owe you, Gavin. Kenneth crawled back to Nessa as she tended their brother. Can he travel? He asked. Hearing the voice, Aidan's hand lifted and he reached for Kenneth. He clasped his fist to Kenneth's shirt and pulled him close. I can move. We should go, he muttered in a broken whisper. Kenneth pulled back and gazed down at his brother. Aidan was smiling at him with the same silly grin he wore as a boy. All right, we will go, Kenneth said, returning his brother's grin. It was rest, and likely hope, that seemed to have revived Aidan. 
He moved more ably now, now that he was unbound and had no scar-faced Viking barking at him. Kenneth was pleased to see the improvement. We may get out of here alive after all, he thought. Kenneth led the way, guiding Aidan through the shadows of the camp. Nessa followed the two. As she crept away, she glanced back at the captives and saw Gavin sitting up in the darkness. He'd been watching the three, but then he turned and began digging at the dead Viking beside him. He pulled something from the dead man's belt. Nessa glanced ahead to her brothers. She'd fallen behind, and she hurried to catch them. Kenneth led Aidan to the cluster of ewes and stooped behind them to wait for Nessa. The camp and the hillside slowly blackened as the moon disappeared behind a large cloud that floated overhead like a ship in the night sky. Nessa approached and Kenneth signaled the two to follow. He retraced his steps, moving south in the direction he had come. The three moved in a single file line, with Kenneth leading and Nessa trailing and Aidan pinned between his brother and sister. As they neared the edge of the camp Aidan staggered and stepped on a fallen tree branch. The dead limb cracked in two beneath his heavy foot. In the crisp night air, the noise sounded like a thunderclap in Kenneth's ears, even startling the nearby horses. Kenneth dropped to the ground and pulled Aidan beside him. Then he turned and motioned to Nessa to duck. Kenneth cupped his ear to listen and thought he heard voices. The three lay flat in the tall grass, waiting for several moments. Then Kenneth slowly lifted his head in the direction of the guard to the east. The man was staring at him. A wave of terror splintered through Kenneth's body, yet he denied even the slightest twitch. The man was looking at him, watching him, or was he? Was the darkness playing tricks on him? Moments passed and the man stood. He stretched his arms into the air and then sat again. He now seemed to be facing away from the three. Did he see us? Were my eyes fooling me? Kenneth asked himself. He waited a moment longer before finding the courage to move again. Then Kenneth's head turned like an owl's as he gazed west to spy the other guard. The man was sitting farther away than the eastern guard. From appearances, he seemed to be sitting with his back to the camp. Kenneth glanced again toward the eastern guard. The man was still facing the opposite direction. Kenneth crept beside Nessa. Watch Aiden. I'm going to get those horses, he whispered and pointed to two horses tied to a nearby tree. Then I'll come get you, we'll have to hurry. Nessa nodded. Kenneth scampered through the darkness to the two horses. He quickly cut their ropes and freed them. When he turned to guide them away, he noticed a crossbow and quiver tied to the larger horse. He checked the quiver, arrows. Kenneth led the horses toward Nessa and Aidan and motioned for them to join him. Nessa helped Aidan from the grass, and the two hurried to Kenneth. My horse is in the trees at the top of this hill, Kenneth whispered. We'll move up on foot and I'll lead the horses. Nessa, take Aidan's good arm and help him up the hill. We'll be exposed in the moonlight at times, but we'll move among the trees for cover. Freeze if you hear anything, but if they see us, get up the hill as fast as you can. At the top, we'll mount the horses and ride. Kenneth, is father coming? Nessa asked. I am certain he is, but we must go. When will he get here? Nessa, Kenneth interrupted. Not now. We must go. Kenneth started up the hill, holding the horse's leads and towing the animals behind him. Nessa and Aidan followed. Halfway up the hill, 
Kenneth veered toward the large evergreen that not long prior had been his hiding spot. He steered the horses behind the tree and caught his breath, waiting in the dark for Nessa and Aiden. Nessa rounded the evergreen, her arm on Aiden's waist, guiding him as he ambled wearily beside her. We can rest here, but only for a moment, Kenneth said. How's he doing? Aiden stood hunched with his hands on his knees. He was breathing heavily and wheezing as he inhaled. He's getting tired, Nessa said. I don't think he can make it to the top alone. Aiden straightened himself and peered at Kenneth. I can make it, he said, gulping for air. I can make it. Kenneth nodded to Nessa, let him try. Kenneth left the horses and walked to the side of the evergreen. He peeked through the branches to the Viking camp below. Scanning for movement, he saw none. Then he turned and glanced up at the sky. It's getting lighter. The sun will rise soon. We need to get to the top of the hill, before they realize what has happened, he said. You ready? Ready, Nessa replied. Kenneth led the horses and headed uphill. Nearing the hill crest, Kenneth paused and glanced behind him. Nessa and Aiden were struggling to keep pace. Nessa had wrapped Aiden's arm around her neck and was coaxing him forward. The two ascended several more steps latched to one another, but then, without warning, Aiden fell to his knees. Kenneth released the leads and hurried to his brother. Nessa, you get the horses. I'll take Aiden. Oh Kenneth, we... Go, Nessa. Nessa rushed up the hill toward the horses. Kenneth squatted in front of his brother. We can do this, Aiden, he said. Aiden wheezed and nodded his head. Get on my back, Kenneth said, and he turned and motioned for Aiden climb on. Aiden shuddered when his body touched Kenneth's, his burns pressing against Kenneth's back. He winced and exhaled, then wrapped his arms around Kenneth's neck. Kenneth lifted. The tightened muscles in his thighs felt as though they were aflame with fire. He glanced up the slope at Nessa. Then he put his head down and plowed forward as quickly as he could, ascending the steep and unforgiving hillside. Kenneth was twenty yards from Nessa when he heard her shout. Kenneth, they're coming. Kenneth glanced over his shoulder. The two guards were moving up the hill and passing the large evergreen. Kenneth hurried forward with Aiden clutched to his back. Each step pressed their two bodies hard against one another, and Kenneth found himself grimacing as Aiden's pain grunts echoed in his ear. Kenneth kept moving. As he neared Nessa and the horses, he was startled by a quick, chilling hum, the buzz of an arrow passing his ear. The horse closest to him bucked and reared up on its hind legs and released a shrilling cry. When the animal's front feet returned to the ground, Kenneth saw the arrow lodged in its side. The horse fought and kicked and tore its lead from Nessa's hands. The panicked beast turned in a circle and then disappeared beyond the hilltop. Nessa, the horse took an arrow. Hold on to the other one, Kenneth yelled, still ten yards from his sister but approaching fast. A second arrow flew past Kenneth and struck the ground astride ahead of his front foot. Kenneth struggled forward with Aiden in tow, working every muscle as he hastened his pace. Nessa hurried to the top of the hill with the remaining horse behind her. Get on, get on. Kenneth shouted. Nessa mounted the animal. Kenneth reached his sister and he stooped to release Aiden. His thighs were burning as he squatted, but relief came when Aiden let go. His brother's feet hit the ground and he tottered. 
Kenneth spun and balanced him, then he moved behind Aiden. Pull him on, Kenneth said, and he placed his shoulder under Aiden's rear and pushed him upward. The two wrestled to lift their brother, careful not to harm the injured portions of his seared flesh. With Aiden mounted, Kenneth glanced down the hill. The guards were coming fast and closing quickly. Kenneth sprinted toward the woods, ignoring the angry muscles aflame in his thighs. He shouted back to Nessa, follow me, we'll get my horse. I'll take Aiden when we get there, we don't have much time. Nessa steered her horse behind him. When they reached Kenneth's horse, he untied the lead. Nessa, we can't get Aiden down and back on my horse. There isn't time, Kenneth said. You take my horse and I'll ride with Aiden. Kenneth, won't they follow us? Nessa asked, dismounting. Yes, but it's our only chance. Get on. Nessa mounted Kenneth's horse. Kenneth pushed Aiden forward and mounted behind him. He put his arms around his brother and grabbed the reins. Let's go. Kenneth yelled, and in an instant they were moving. They rode through the trees, pushing their horses along the woody ridgeline as fast as the beasts would carry them. Then a horn blew in the distance. A loud horn, blowing with all the fury of hell. A shudder raced down Kenneth's spine.